was hilarious. We we missed half the show though because we went to get dinner and everyone was just lit up. Yeah. And then At Parks half. has this policy where it's like one drink every half hour, which is insane. And you Wait. can't get a shot if you have a drink in front of you. Very weird. Very odd system they've got going on there. I mean, you can circumvent it, but yeah. like that that was the venue that you were at? It was at Parks. They have like a they have something called the Excite Center. Yeah, it's uh okay. You know, a lot of those casinos have like event centers. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what it was. He's really good though. Next time he comes back, I'll come down your way and we'll go. Yeah, for sure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by Yahoo Fantasy. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafay underscore D on the Twitters. For those of you podcast listeners, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money. DFS breaking down a nine gamer to kick off the work week here. Happy Monday, bro. How you feeling? Uh, been better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're here and we got nine games to talk about. We're happy to have all you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. If you want to join, hit that join down below. Get in on all the action. Free super chats each month. The custom emojis, the sweet badges. People getting iced out now. Uh, and we'll always prioritize your questions and comments along with our Discord members and Jordan and Tyler and Chris, they all got it set up now where everything pops up on the screen. If you super chat, if you if you join the channel, all of that good stuff. Jordan, we had a bunch of people get in the bracket. It's any are you in it? How are you doing? So oh yeah. Okay, that's solid. Sounds like do- it's going about as well as my bracket. I didn't. I didn't do any brackets this year. I, the, the only one I did was for the DraftKings like Onyx free roll, which was like eleven hundred people, a thousand cash, a hundred k to first. Um, I might cash. Oh, okay. And That's... it's like a ninety percent cash rate. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the math. All right, what's min cash on something like that? Hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. What was first place? What did you say? Hundred k. Really? Yeah, it was a 500k like free roll. Got those Onyx, that Onyx level, man. That'll get you there. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, happy to have you guys here. We've got a lot to talk about. We'll kick it off with the Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll rip through this one. Uh, well, not going to rip through it. We're going to take our time to get through this one. But later on in the day, you got the NHL strategy show with Cliffy and Josh. You got locks before lock at 430. Deeper dive, you and Greg. And then Josh and I will close it out with live before lock. Take you up through 7.30 as well. So uh, the L.A. Lakers today, six-point dogs against the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron's questionable. I think at this point we just have to assume that he's going to be active. But um, among all of the high-priced guys, and how many do we have today? I mean, you got Luka against Minnesota. You have LeBron. Embiid against Miami, second of a back-to-back. They just they looked awful yesterday, blowing another lead. Durant against Utah. So just from like a matchup standpoint, where does LeBron James fit in here? Um, I mean, I still think he's on the same level as the other payoff options. Uh, Luca, I think, probably looks the best. And then you kind of get a step down to the LeBron, Durant, Embiid tier. Um, assuming LeBron plays, like it's not a good matchup, but he's still going to do everything for this team and i don't know if it was you or josh or somebody greg made the point the other day like even though lebron probably is a bit banged up he's conserving his energy on the defensive end to say the least and 
it's still just you know translating into great fantasy games. So um, even though it's a tough matchup, I think at eleven six LeBron looks pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. You, know, you, you had you, some. You also get you know if you're a narrative person, uh, plenty if of you're what. If you're a narrative person, you get the you know Cleveland narrative too. Yeah, returning to. Cle- I wonder what his wonder what his game logs look like in Cleveland. Yeah, it's a good question. I can right. I mean, it's what you could probably just pull it up on StatMuse. Yeah, so right? I can. I, I'll, I'll have it in a second. Yeah, pull pull that up, and I'll talk here for a second. We finally saw back to back. This is interesting to me, right? Russell Westbrook now a triple double two games ago, and then second of a back to back, he goes for. 22, 10, and 8. You've actually seen two really quality performances from him lately. Uh, better shooting, which is good to see. You want to see this guy get to the rim. I mean, do I think he's going to continue shooting north of 50% from three? No, I certainly don't. But the rebounds and the assist totals are what were pretty shocking to me. Really, not even shocking. It's just nice to see that he's back to at least temporarily to where he was. The problem is, again, when you're on a nine game slate and you're looking at someone like Russell Westbrook, who for the large majority of the season has underwhelmed at his price point, at least on DraftKings, it definitely makes it tough. He's 81 on FanDuel, but 9K now on DraftKings. I mean, how much weight can you put into these recent performances when his price is still reflective of someone that should be doing this each night? Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. It's not like you're getting an underpriced West, uh, Westbrook and then you could, you know, convince yourself that he's figured out how to shoot again. Um, he's still priced at least on DraftKings at 9K, to to be that guy. So I think it's still very difficult to get there. And I'm not putting too much weight into what he's done recently. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's good for his confidence, but um, he's still it, – it's not like he was, like, a great shooter that then, like, shot poorly this year and now maybe he figured it out or whatever. Um, the only case that I could make for Westbrook being better for the rest of the season – doesn't even have to do with his shooting. It's what I had said a couple of weeks ago. Like maybe he's just been hurt the entire year and he's better now. Um, that's what happened with Washington last year. There's a non-zero chance it happened again, but I'm not reading too much into the last couple of games. Boney, uh, Boney SP4. I saw that tweet just a second ago, man. Uh, awesome. He said, thanks for all the great content. Had a big night last night, but drank too much to sweat during it. It's probably a good thing, honestly. Uh $20 super chat. Congrats, dude. Yeah, he he turned $55 into 12500 So Nice. And yeah, night. just waking up and being like, oh, cool, I had a good night is a lot less stressful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably um, don't To answer the LeBron in Cleveland question, uh, he's played two games in Cleveland with the Lakers, as far as I can tell. Um, 62 and a half and 75 DraftKings points. Okay. Pretty good. It's hard to take a ton away from that, though, points. because he can do that anywhere. But Right, yeah, that's kind of just like normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then welcome to the team, Derek Stancil. Good stuff, man. Glad to have you here. Hit that join down below if you want to get in on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the whole point of the, the, the Westbrook thing, and you just talked about it, we both talked about it, is that price point gets difficult once you're up there. Uh, he's not pulling a lot of ownership for pretty obvious reasons, like we talked about. Is there anybody else that's viable for the Lakers? I don't really think so. Um, it's it just looks like LeBron and then a bunch of nothing for me. We'll say on the other side, though, Darius Garland is particularly intriguing to me. And, you know, it's actually funny they're in the same game, right? Because you, you, look at, you look at Russell Westbrook and then you look at Darius Garland and you have pretty much the same price point. You know, give, take a few hundred dollars away. But Garland's somebody that has just been consi- routinely consistent 
He's somebody that you know is probably playing 40 minutes a night. And yeah, while every game might not be dropping 60 plus, but you're still looking at like the 25 and 15 type uh, games that we've been seeing often from him. Not a good rebounder, right? Westbrook's a better rebounder, but his rebound rate has been down anyway this year with the Lakers. I would just rather go to go. Now, obviously, ownership bears that out as well, but it's a fantastic spot for Darius Garland at home today against this Lakers team. Yeah, really, really good spot. Um, I, I think he looks good as well. You can expect him to play a ton of minutes. 9,300 is a pretty reasonable price tag. Um, very high assist percentage, uh, very high usage rate. Good matchup against the Lakers. I, I'm with you. I really like Garland. Do you want to get to – and Rondo and, and Dean Wade remain out. That's it. Obviously, Jared Allen not in. We knew that. Um, do you want to get to Laurie Markkinen or Evan Mobley or, or anybody else here that isn't named Darius Garland? They all look like secondary plays to me um, in tournaments. You know, if you get them here and there, it's not bad. Like you still have a ceiling in this matchup for guys like Mobley and Markkinen and Love and, you know, Coro at 4,300 is a decent value, even though he's not a, a great fantasy producer. But um, none of them really stand out as as top tier options like Garland does. Okay. Darius Garland, over 34 and a half points and assists today. Combined? Like, yeah. Uh. That's a that's around where my baseline stuff has them. Yeah, I mean it's it seems like a pretty decent number, but just to throw it out there, like it's still, you know, his props have been. He, if you got in early, like two weeks ago, you're getting him at like eight and a half assist props, and now it's just coming up a lot. But yeah, yeah, it sounds about right to me. If we were to keep going here, talking about New Orleans and Charlotte Pelicans, seven and a half, or seven point dogs, two thirty four and a half total. So big one here. Um, we don't have any word yet on Brandon Ingram or Devonte Graham because they're playing their second of a back-to-back. Do, do you have any read here on, on either of the two on their statuses no. tonight? Nope. I mean, yeah. I know like Graham missed yesterday, but um, I don't have any real assumption on what he does today. I would assume if he can play, he would want to play here. Yeah. Why not facing his former squad? I get it. Um, I think we still have, yeah, so we have Graham. I think we have him in just based on I haven't looked at projections, but we have him in the ownership uh, very low. And and we don't we don't have Ingram in there. So does does CJ McCall uh, CJ McCall, another guy in that same price tier as like Garland and, and Westbrook, does he appeal to you? Yeah, um, he looks really good at that price as well. Um, I think that it's a situation where like it's going to be difficult to prioritize, you know, one of Garland or McCollum or, or whatever um, over the other one. But I do think he looks really good here. Like you still don't have Ingram. So you're talking about a, a lot of usage for McCollum, a high assist percentage for McCollum um, and, and a lot of minutes and a good matchup. So I think 9,200 is a pretty clear mispricing. It feels like it. So we're already seeing a lot of players in this range that stand out today. Should be easy to get away from some of these higher tier guys and, and tougher matchups. But again, New Orleans is just one of those teams where outside of CJ McCollum, I don't see anybody here that stands out. Like, it's not a bad matchup for Jonas Valanciunas, but you're probably getting in a close game 32 minutes max. Last game was a little bit different because he was in early foul trouble and they, they absolutely, uh, or two games ago, they absolutely annihilated uh, the, the, um, the Spurs. But second of a back-to-back, 33 minutes last night. I don't think it's a bad spot for Joe Val. He's only pulling 2.5% ownership. Yeah, it's a situation where – and it's the same thing I've, I've said about him for the last couple of days. Um, you're 
you're you're kind of overpaying to be contrarian, which is fine. But the issue is that he keeps being on these bigger slates, and the pricing is is relatively soft. So like, there's going to be guys you can get to that are still a little bit underpriced and relatively low owned, which makes it a little bit more difficult to get to Joval. But it's a great spot, and he does get a little bit of a bump in usage with with Ingram out. You know, even with with McCollum back or with McCollum in, um, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody if Joval goes for a massive game. But you are slightly overpaying for him. But that that also keeps the ownership down. Do you have any thoughts on the other side where you've got Charlotte, P.J. Washington? He's getting around like 8% right now. Uh, LaMelo Ball, it's funny, right as you and I had said, uh, yeah, his, his minutes are, uh, look odd lately. Terry Rozier getting a lot more opportunity. Ball comes out, plays, promptly plays 36 minutes in that win. 30 minutes last game in, in a blowout win over Dallas two days ago. I mean, ultimately... He's yet another one of these close to 9K guards. We're not even through two games, and we, this is the fourth one we've talked about. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of just good plays. And typically when that happens, what it means is that like, if you're playing you know, one lineup or three lineups or whatever, then obviously, yeah, you have to just kind of pick your favorite. But if you're playing 150 lineups, it's typically going to be a mistake to just say like, oh, CJ McCollum's the answer. I'm going to you know jam in McCollum, right. and I'm not going to play Garland or, or whatever. Um, but you are going to want to just get good amounts of, of both guys. Do you want good amounts of LaMelo? Um, I think he's at a different level than the other guys, um, but 8,800 is still a little bit cheaper. Uh, you know, not a bad matchup, still a very high ceiling. We've seen a little bit more playing time recently, um, which is is good to see because, you know, we had a stretch where even when he wasn't in foul trouble, he was not playing a lot. Um so, yeah, I, th- I think he's in that category as well. I think I'd put him a little bit behind Garland and McCollum. The Hornets actually have the highest implied total on the entire slate right now. Yeah, 121. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, I mean, the, the only issue is the only thing is that doesn't always mean that some of these guys are going to be great plays. I mean, if you want to play, if you want to get the Bridges or Rozier, you're, you're paying 8K plus for these guys. I think PJ Washington's appropriately priced given his minutes and per minute production. Like, I don't see this as a team that you want to actively avoid, but I don't know if it's one that you want to, you know, load up on either. Yeah, outside of LaMelo, it, it kind of, um, to some extent, looks like the other teams we've talked about, where, like, LaMelo stands out as the clear top guy, and then there's a, a step down. I do think that Bridges and Rogier look kind of like neutral plays to me. So, like, I don't mind getting there. Obviously, you're expecting this team to score a lot of points. Those guys are likely to play a lot of minutes. But I think their pricing is pretty much correct, whereas LaMelo is underpriced. Uh, P.J. Washington you can get to, but I've said it a million times at this point. Uh, His rates when he's playing the four instead of the five are not good. Uh, Rebounding rate is around, like, 8.5% since Montrezl Harrell came to the team and Washington basically stopped playing center. So um, definitely something to keep in mind. So... Anthony Simons is not technically out because this was a second of a back-to-back, but I mean, I I don't see any way this guy's playing today unless somehow, you know, we just get news that he is like justice Winslow being another one. uh, He was out. I'm assuming Winslow plays because he had been back. This is the second of a back-to-back and like Bledsoe's questionable, not questionable, but, you know, he's not technically ruled out yet. He hasn't played since he joined the Blazers. So I, I think we have to assume, right, that Simons is out, Winslow's in, and Bledsoe's out. Yeah, that's, how, that's, that's my assumption for now. All right, so let's talk about uh, Chris Dunn and you, uh, Drew Eubanks. Dunn is still 
priced really low. Obviously, his per minute production is it's appealing at, at close to a minimum salary price point. His minutes have been consistent, at least, right, in these games outside of the first one, 28, 26, 24. Um, he's getting a lot of potential assist opportunities. It just feels like, at least now, without an insane amount of value or uh, value on this slate, which there isn't yet, that Chris Dunn has, is just by default going to be one of the better value plays like we talked about the other day. Yeah, uh, I think he's just a little bit mispriced. You know, he, he went back to about 23 and a half minutes last game. Um, that's kind of where I expect him to settle in. You can have games, certainly, where he plays 28 minutes. You can have games where he plays 20. But I think on average, you're going to start getting like 24 minutes or so from Dunn. Uh, it is worth noting that he, I don't really know what happened. He came in like he was going to close and then he didn't. I think it was just, it was a blowout, it looks like. Yeah, it um, got out of control. Yeah, so if that game was competitive, he would have played another 28 minutes, but that's, you know, a big if with Portland. Uh, it is worth noting, I guess, that they're playing the Pistons, so they're only seven-point underdogs, which is hilarious when you're talking about playing the Pistons. And Jeremy um, Grant is out. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, like that, yeah, that's nuts. Um, crazy. So, I mean, there's as good a chance, kind of, as there ever is that this game's competitive for Portland, and you do get more minutes for Dunn. Uh, so I think he's a pretty good value. I think Eubanks at 5,800 is, is okay. Um, Josh Hart at 8K is interesting to me assuming Simons is out because if the game's competitive, you're probably getting 36 minutes or so from Hart. He played 30 minutes and three quarters against, uh, against the Pacers, but he's doing like everything when he's on the floor. It's just a matter of, you know, do you get 36 minutes or do you get 30? If you get 30, you don't really want him at AK. If you get 36, he's a phenomenal play. Detroit is, and we've talked about it a lot recently. They're just staying competitive and, and it's made for a lot of minutes for these guys, right? You know, Cade last game, played what 36 again you had Sadiq Bay out there for for almost 37 Jeremy Grant who is inactive today already we know he's out 35 minutes like these guys do get a lot of playing time which is is interesting with no Jeremy Grant on on a slate like this even with nine games seven point favorites what's the total in this game it can't be 223 Pistons Pistons have a 115 implied total so when it comes to, you know, Cade getting upwards of 40 in regulation, some of these games or more, Sadiq Bey uh, ripping off that 50-point game without Jeremy Grant last time, Marvin Bagley sub-6K, Isaiah Stewart's minutes are kind of always in flux, but he's there. And then you have also to at least consider, you know, Kelly Olynyk's questionable, Killian Hayes is questionable, Corey Joseph is questionable. This could open even more up potentially for the Detroit Pistons against what I think we would consider right now, along with the Thunder, the worst team in basketball in Portland, given their current situation. Yeah, I think if you assume that Olenek, Joseph, and Hayes play, then you're still getting a situation where Cunningham looks very good at 8,400. Sadiq Bay looks fine at 7,100. Um, I don't mind Bagley at 5,900 or Stewart at 5,100 either. I think Grant being out, obviously it's good for Bagley's playing time, but it also has the potential to be good for Stewart's uh, playing time since you can get you know, more minutes at the four for Bagley as opposed to just you know taking minutes from Stewart. Um, but then if you start getting Olenek, Joseph, Hayes, some combination of those guys ruled out, it doesn't necessarily make anyone like a must play because everyone behind them is a pretty bad fantasy producer. But if Olenek is out, it is good for the playing time for Bagley and Stewart ahead of him. Yeah. Um, if Joseph 
and or Hayes are out, like you you can pretty quickly get into a situation where Isaiah Livers is playing a lot of minutes at 3,200. Uh, he's somebody that I think you could roll the dice on in, in tournaments if those guys are out. So um, even though, you know, getting into the bottom of the Pistons rotation, you know, a team as bad as the Pistons isn't typically somewhere you really want to be. I do think the $3,200 price tag on Livers is pretty appealing if, if guys are out. Me too. This is a situation we have to watch. It's crazy to think that the Pistons aren't just good because it's value and they might get blown out. I mean, you could have good value here and they end up winning. Uh, and these guys, you know, end up producing a lot of points as a team, which, you know, gets you there. So yeah, Cunningham Bay Bagley's interesting. Like you said, Stewart, uh, and then depending on, on how many guys are out elsewhere, it's going to, it could actually, cause you already have Frank Jackson out. Uh, Diallo's already out. It could open up a lot. And they can then, low key. They, they can end up being extremely shorthanded. And it's one of those situations yeah. where like you kind of don't think about it because the people not playing are like not good fantasy guys anyway, but they can be really shorthanded here. They could be, they could. Do you think an eight man rotation is in, in play? What they do in, I'm going back to look. So they played one, two, three. Four. So last game they played 10, but they had Grant, they had Joseph, and they had Olinick. Right. They, they played 10 against Orlando, too, in the game that Cunningham and uh, Grant were out. But they still had, you know, Joseph Olenek, uh Hayes was uh, – and Hayes. So Hayes got um, hurt, I think, early in that game. Yeah, he did. So it was basically a nine-man rotation after that. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they – if all those guys are out, they're really shorthanded. But um, I, I, I wouldn't think that if – if they can play more than eight, I think they will. Um, but you could get the situation where it's just like, okay, we don't have bodies. Right. In which case, like if if um Joseph and Hayes are out, Saban Lee's actually not a bad point per minute guy either, and he's only thirty five hundred. Yeah, that's something definitely stick around deeper dive live before lock. Hopefully, we'll get some of that news. Detroit's sometimes decent about getting it to us early. Last game where we had no Grant and Cunningham, it wasn't that early though, and we didn't know what the the starting lineup was going to look like. But definitely a lot of implications here, believe it or not, with the Detroit Pistons. And even if those guys are in, it's already an interesting spot with Jeremy Grant out uh, and them actually being touchdown favorites at home with a 115 total. Yeah, this is it, it's weird talking about Detroit as a favorite here. Very much so. We got free content today, too. If you want to get in on the action, you don't need a sub or anything. Ownership rankings for NBA, totally free. NHL player rankings, totally free. All of that good stuff over there at awesomeo.com. Uh, and if you wanted to check out everything else we have to offer, feel free. Awesomeo.com slash join. You can do NBA for the month, for a week. You can do an express pass for less than five bucks. You can do, you want to make a true investment into this. Uh, take advantage of all of the tools for every sport that we have. You could do the annual all, all sports. You could do one sport. Monthly, you can do every sport, however you want to do it. It uh, doesn't matter. Uh, we've got something for everybody, whatever your budget, however serious you are about this. Uh, come check it out. Get in on the boom bust tool, the, the top stacks tool for all of our other sports. Um, the lineup builder, ownership projections, player projections, whether it's basketball, baseball's coming up, golf, MMA, uh, NASCAR, you name it. Esports, we got you covered. Awesome.com slash join. How about the Phillies getting Nick Castellanos, Adam? It's a nice yeah, pretty uh, pretty good deal for the Phillies. They got Schwarber too, right? Yeah, they got Schwarber. So should be interesting. Should be interesting. Um, now you just have to hope the bullpen isn't as bad as they've been every single year. I mean, just atrocious. Yeah. All I right. saw uh, 
I don't even remember what team it was. It was. I think the Blue Jays. Um, they have some like big time prospect that just like launched a moonshot off Aaron Nola yesterday too. Oh yeah, not surprising. Miami and Philly. So the Miami Heat today. We're waiting on Jimmy Butler. That's a big one, right? So uh, Butler remains questionable. Oladipo and Gabe Vincent are out. We know that. Caleb Martin's questionable as well. Uh, second of a back-to-back for Philly. Doc Rivers, you know, notoriously blowing 15-plus point leads. Just, man, he's good at that. <laughs> and Harden and Embiid were, were flat anyway. Just a terrible loss. I, fortunately, I fell asleep before that game was over. But two 15-point total. Uh, some of these games, I think, if if we get news that would suggest most of these guys are going to play, like if Butler's in and everything, then it just doesn't become all that appealing. Two good teams, two slow-paced teams, two defenses that that hold their opponents to to low scoring totals. I mean, this game in general just isn't all that appealing. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's kind of crazy when it's like you know you have two teams that are actually good and you're not that interested. And then you know we just finished talking about a Portland Detroit and game. You love it. We were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, kind of plays out that way. And you know, I think Butler at 8,500 if he's in, Bam at 8,100. They both look fine, but. They don't really stand out as priorities. You know, Bam obviously looks a bit better if Butler is out. So do Hero and Lowry. Um, P.J. Tucker at 3,500 is still an okay point per dollar value, but uh, you're going to hopefully find, you know, higher upside guys to get to. Not a super appealing spot for Miami. It's not a super appealing spot for Philly either, especially on a second of a back-to-back. Like, I, I don't know. Does Joel Embiid play in this game? Do they? Is this a spot where you rest him coming off that ugly loss? Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the thing. Like, um, if if somebody sits, like if Embiid sits, Harden looks fantastic at 10K. Similarly, if Harden sits and Embiid plays, Embiid looks even better at 11K. Um, and then you know guys like Harris and Maxi would look better if somebody's sitting too. But if we assume that they're in, you know, Embiid at 11K, Harden at 10K, they're both good plays. And then beyond that, I just don't really see anything. Me neither. I think it's a pretty easy game to get through for sure. But like you said, if Embiid sits and for what it's worth, I do not see this being like a game time situation. I think if he's going to play, you know, and he's questionable, put it this way. If he's questionable and then they call him a game time decision, it's not like a rest thing where they're taking it all the way up to tip off. We've seen that in two or three straight games. This, my opinion, at least, Adam, is that we would know about this relatively early on, at least. Yeah, they've been good lately about getting us that information. Um, Probably just a matter of time until we get the Doc Rivers lie. But uh, so far, they've been good. (laughs) I just talked to you guys about uh, the free content and everything and and about Awesomeo subscriptions. But uh, if you want a free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum, everything on the site, all the tools I just mentioned, and you haven't signed up for Yahoo yet, use the link in the description or the one that Jordan's putting in the chat right now uh, and get in on that because you don't have to pay a single dollar. Well, you have to deposit $10 onto Yahoo, but they'll give you $10 back. Uh, All you have to do is do that, enter a paid contest, and then they'll hit us up. We'll email you, get you set up, get you into our premium Discord, get you in access for every single sport, all of our tools. You want to get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on after that, go for it. You can do that as well. You got the... uh, the baller, the NBA baller tonight, best prize pools, you're, or, uh, sorry, best uh, management fees, lowest management rate that you're going to find out there. Great uh, payout structures and all of that stuff. And if you want to take advantage of it and also get in early, expedite the process, 
we'll help you with that. Email us support at awesome and we'll get you set up. But uh, yeah, they'll give you $10 back, right? Once you deposit, uh, but you have to use the link and then you'll get the free uh, awesome plus platinum, every sport on the site, 90, $90 value for the entire month. No strings attached. Everything I just said, there's nothing else to it. You're in boom. Just don't forget. You have to, if you don't use the link, we can't help you, but use the link. Check out all the contests they've got over there at Yahoo. Take advantage of the great payout structures too. And uh, yeah, get in. Use our tools, Yahoo tools for everything out there. We've got them over at awesome.com. All right, here we go. Let's keep it moving here, Adam. Next up, you've got the uh, Utah Jazz and Brooklyn Nets. 230 total. Nets are one-point favorites at home. So Bogdanovich and, and, and Daniel House, We don't again, this is second of a back-to-back, so I, I don't, I'm assuming they're out. But I'm also assuming that Mike Conley was just a maintenance day yesterday. Yeah, that's, right? that's my assumption. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's talk about you know, Donnie Mitchell, Spider Mitchell and, and Gobert and, and, and Royce O'Neal even pulling double-digit ownership right now, just the product of, of little value. Mike Conley, assuming he's in, I think he will be. Do you want to get to him at, at that $5,600 price point? Because he's kind of popular right now. Yeah, I think it's a pretty decent price point. And I think that, um, you know, like you said, with O'Neal getting some ownership at 4,300, it's the same kind of thing for Conley where assuming he's in, you're, you're looking at most likely, you know, 30 to 32 minutes. So he looks like a good projection where as value opens up, you start to, you know, lose some Conley and get more stars and scrubby. But um, if value continues to, to suck and you're on a slate where like Royce O'Neal is a popular value play, um, getting to that $5,600 price tag on Conley is going to be pretty appealing just, uh, you know, given the lack of value elsewhere. Dude, Conley's shooting has been so unbelievably bad. It's amazing. Yeah, he, like, he, he was like shockingly good last year and then he has taken a nice step back this year. Yeah, considerable. Mixed in between, like sandwiched in between all of these, you know, 12 to 20% shooting games. And I'm, I'm honestly not even, I'm not exaggerating. He's got that one game against Milwaukee back last week where it was, uh, you know, 10 of 13 shooting, six of nine for three. So yeah, the only not, time all season that Conley's been popular, I think. Right. So it's not to say he can't do it. It's just more often than not lately, Conley has struggled. Do you want to get to Gobert or, or to Donovan Mitchell? I do like the price tags there. Um, seventy eight hundred on Gobert, I think, is still a bit cheap. It's a matchup he should do well in. Um, I, I yeah, I just think he should be like you know five to six hundred dollars more expensive. Mitchell looks pretty good too, but I will say that I think McCollum and Garland look a little bit better. Again, assuming that Conley is in. All right. Do you want to get to? Do you want to just flip to the other side of this one, or is there anything else for Utah? Um, if Bogdanovich were to not play, then I think you get some value, whether it be um somebody like because i mean obviously without an injury report i don't i don't know who it would be but you know it could be trent forrest at 3k it could be uh you know alexander walker at well 5k not really value but um if bogdanovich is out it potentially opens something up all right brooklyn no kyrie irving and uh, i don't know if you heard yet ben simmons is 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 not ready to return adam <laughs> so he's he's remaining sidelined here uh I, I, I guess we can look at it this way. One, this should be a this should be a competitive game. I don't see any reason to believe it won't be. And one point spread, so you should be getting the big KD minutes, right? I, I, I and Utah, good defensive team, but they're they're what they're eleventh in defensive rating this year. 
the thing is too though they also play at a bottom 10 pace so this doesn't make for the the best matchup but the same thing kind of that i asked you with a couple of these other top tier guys and tough matchups uh, is it is it worth saying all right you know what kd's probably playing 38 to 40 minutes here as he's done in competitive hell he played 38 he played 38 minutes against portland because they were trailing all game uh is, is this one of those spots where kd could make for uh an interesting contrarian option at 10 7 or are there just better spots for us to get to no i mean i think he's a good play um i think that you know again i think luca is the top tier payup option but then durant's right there with LeBron and Embiid for me. Um, he's averaged 1.53 DraftKings points per minute in the seven games he's played without Harden or Kyrie this year. The matchup's not great, like you said, but he's also only $10,700. Uh, that's not a bad price tag for somebody with a 36.5% usage rate and a 34% assist percentage who's averaging 40 and a half minutes per game in those seven games. Okay. Christopher says, good Conley slash high ownership games proves manifest destiny is real. People willed it to be. <laughs> I would be interested to see you take that hypothesis across the rest of the league with, with chalky players. Oh, no. And chalk to, always goes off. That's yeah. the fact. But uh, to be fair, like chalk should go off more often than non-chalk. Sure. Yeah. Chalk. Yeah. If they're chalk, typically it's for, it's because they're a good play. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on like Seth Curry today and, and Claxton and, and Drummond and all of these guys that pretty much game to game when there's no Kyrie Irving are, you know, modest plays like they're fine. They make yeah. sense, but they never really stand out. That's Goran how Dragic I too. Sorry, they, they kind of just like exist. Brown, Drummond, Curry, Dragic, right. Claxton. Um, you're going to get to some if you're playing a lot of tournament lineups. You're probably not going to get to them if you're playing like one to three lineups and as more value opens up elsewhere they're going to be less appealing as well uh they're all just pretty much correctly priced they're not bad plays they're not good plays they're just kind of lineup filler as you need them okay let's talk about boston then you had the celtics traveling to okc 14 and a half point road favorites with a 216 and a half total and nothing about this okc team especially if they're without sga uh, is even remotely uh, competent at this point, but at the same time, we got to talk about Boston here on the other end of it. The, the biggest concern is a blowout, especially if SGA doesn't play. And I do think it's fair to say that that could be a bit of an issue here. Uh, but as it stands right now, you're not going to find, uh, like we talked about Portland and OKC are really going to make for the two best, easiest matchups that a team can have right now, barring uh, a blowout where they don't play the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's a, a really good matchup. Obviously, there's blowout risk here, but 9,900 on Tatum, I think, is still just too cheap. 7,800 on Brown is also pretty inexpensive. Uh, he also comes with shooting guard and small forward eligibility on DraftKings, so that makes him easier to get into lineups. I think those two just stand out as the clear uh, top options from Boston. I think they both look really, really good. Um, but then you can you know go a little bit deeper, too, and Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, all those guys look like pretty fairly priced plays. Uh, I mentioned that yesterday... Uh, with Josh, but I do think it's worth noting that Boston has said they want to get Daniel Tice some minutes. He played like 12 minutes yesterday. Um, that does potentially have a negative effect on both, or at least, and or, you know, Williams and or uh, Al Horford. Uh, it, it's a little bit more difficult to project 34 minutes for Williams and 32 for Horford if uh, we know that they want Daniel Tice to play 12 minutes or so. It's also a pretty easy game where you could start getting Tyson minutes as well. Yep. 
So, okay, see, do, do you have SGA in right now? I have him in right now. I have no idea. Didn't they play yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So we, we just don't know. But it, even so, no matter how good he's been, and he has really been fantastic, at least from a scoring perspective, it has been very difficult. It, it'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to find guys who routinely are going out there on as bad of a team as he's on, you know, with a lot of defensive attention, which I, I don't know they opposing teams care too much about that because there's nobody else, but just continues to get it done as a scorer. Uh, and from a peripheral standpoint, too, each and every day, but you're, I mean, you, you could be walking just into a, a defensive, you, into quicksand in this game, man. This is, a, this is a tough matchup for anybody right now. And as we've talked about a lot throughout the show, there are so many good, and he's a little more expensive than most of the guys we talked about, but there are so many good guy, players in that 9K range at the guard position that prioritizing SGA, even if he's active, does feel pretty tough against Boston. Yeah, and even across positions too. Like he's two hundred dollars less expensive than Jason Tatum on the other side of this game. Right, right. Um, as good as SGA is, especially without Josh Giddy on the floor, it's just really tough to prioritize a guy with a on a team with a one hundred one implied total that very easily could just like not be playing down the stretch anyway because Boston destroys them over all of these other guys. Uh, you know, more expensive than McCollum, more expensive than Lamelo and uh, Garland. So yeah, it, it's tough. Um, and. I don't really love the pricing on Baisley or Pogoshevsky either. Uh, if Gil- if Gilgis Alexander is out, it is a bump for Trey Mann. Um, you know, you can take some shots at a 3K Lindy Waters or a $3,500 uh, Teo Maladon. But like even yesterday, OKC ran a nine-man rotation, but still nobody played more than 32 minutes. Uh, Lin- uh, Cre- uh, Cre- Cre- I used to be able to say it. Is it um, Krejci? It's Krejci, I think. Krejci. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he, crazy, he, crazy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He led the team with 32 minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds. He also short-circuited for a second. What did you say? You short-circuited for a second. You're right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I <laughs> just learned how to say it. Like Greg had taught me how to say it. And then I, so I was confident going into that sentence that I knew what I was going to say. And then and I then just, forgot. Like, yeah. Couldn't, Do couldn't that all the time. Um, but yeah, he led the team with 32 minutes. I don't think seconds. you'll be saying his name too often going forward anyway. So not right. something to yeah. worry about. Um, I, I had him. I Archer Diakono used to be the one where like I would like practice saying it, and then I have to say it on a show and be like, "Nope, can't say it." Yeah, um, happens all the time. I, I was fine with that one just because college. I don't really watch right. a lot of college, but yeah, yeah no, that's no. yeah, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, there's a, there's a few out there that that are difficult. Go sorry, I'll, go ahead with guy with with Veep Krejci. Yeah. So. Uh, all I was going to say was like he actually led the team with 32 minutes yesterday. Um, they played you know a nine-man rotation, but still nobody played more than 32 minutes. So uh, in this spot, like even if SGA is out, it makes guys look better, but it doesn't necessarily make them look like anything special. All right. Yeah, I don't think we need to dive too deep into this one at all. Top players. Oh, uh, the the I guess the one thing to mention. I, I talked about this with Josh yesterday, and then of course it happened. Um, Isaiah Roby started and played 28 minutes. Yeah. That can happen. Um, but again, like maybe you get Sauer starting today. Maybe you get back to the 16-minute rotation for both of them. Um, if Roby plays 28 to 30 minutes, he looks pretty good at 4,700. But you just still can't be that confident in that happening. It's been really tough to, to figure out what's going on with Roby right now, especially on a team that has nothing to play for. Right. All right, six down, three to go. Hit that thumbs up, too. Four to go till 100. Got almost 500 people watching. If you forgot, it's cool. Just take that one second, hit that thumbs up. If you enjoy this content, 
and you want to help support us here on the channel, subscribe as well. And if you want to join, you know where to do it right down below. All right. Uh, Caleb, I'm not I'm not entertaining your lunacy right now. Come on, come on live before lock with us and, and we'll have some fun. But Toronto, I got a lot is that like a inside joke type thing? No, here we go. Or is he See, just and like I'm, curious about and I'm the one. Adam, Adam no, I, I think he's just saying, do you prefer it chopped or sliced? Don't give an answer. I, I'm not. We're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. But really, chopped or sliced? I mean, I like brisket. I don't. I, I I assume I've only had it sliced because I, if chopped means what I think it means, then I don't. I've never had chopped brisket. Maybe in like sandwiches, you know. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never once thought about that at all. No, Caleb, I don't know you there come were up, options. I just eat it when yeah, it's in front of me. You come up with a better question. You'll you'll have you'll you'll reel me in. But that one. Ugh. Sean Raza, I'm still shaking my head about this guy and his cereal story. <laughs> 18 minutes, and I'm about to go pour a bowl of cereal and have a nice glass of milk next to it. I gotta clip that and put it up on the uh, on on the you or on the Twitters. What uh, what what kind of cereal? Uh, we got Cheerios and Raisin Bran as options, so probably okay. Cheerios. Got okay. some blueberries in the fridge too to throw on top of it. Oh yeah, I like that. Just regular Cheerios, right? Yeah, yeah, I can I can do that. All right, where are we at? Toronto? Toronto. Oh, this, so I said this to Jordan before the show. I don't think you were in the room. Um, milk when I'm hungover also is a go-to. I don't know if that's weird. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I try and do water. I do crave, as most of us do, just shit food. Oh, you know? yeah. I, I, like I just said, I'm having cereal. There's still a non-zero chance. I end up with a pizza by noon. But Oh, yeah. Justine and I yesterday, we are like waiting for the, the local restaurant to open you know get get delivery opens at 11 i think we called it 1101 got italian hoagies couple slices of pizza got a chicken finger basket just went to town now yeah. granted that was for the whole day that's the way to do it on hangover day just oh, load yeah. up so then you can go back jordan's shaking his head you just go back to it right like half a hoagie here have a slice maybe a couple chicken fingers and fries later on with some honey mustard yeah like i'll, I'll get like pizza cheese fries maybe like uh you know italian cold cut and yeah. it's just like, yeah. it just sits out and I just snack on it all day. You have to let it sit out too. Yep. That's the play, right? Yep. Like room temperature pizza is fine. You can't microwave it. That's why you either air fry it or just let it sit out. Yep. My brother-in-law will like, we had a big discussion about this. He'll let, good job, Caleb, fucking asshole. Uh, I, it, I, he'll let the he'll let pizza sit out up to two days. I don't do it intentionally, but I also like if I like forget to put it in the fridge or whatever and I get up like the next day, I'm also not it. like tossing it. I'll still eat it. Right. OK, that, I wasn't sure. Yeah, there's enough salt on that. Right. Just to kind of preserve it for a day or two. I also just have an iron stomach. I don't really care. Yeah, I, I do, too. Until until you don't. Yeah. I had food poisoning once from mushrooms like on on. I forget what it was like steak and mushrooms. And it was. A hellacious experience have you ever had food poisoning um there was one time one of the only times i've ever taken off of like a day of work with awesome um in miami i still don't know if it was food poisoning or like alcohol but uh it was bad i, I, was, yeah. I was down in miami i'd uh gone out had like a steak dinner and then you know gone out after and I mean, I've, I've obviously had my share of hangovers and all that but it was just different like so i i, I think it was at least somewhat food related. 
And yeah, Spencer wasn't psilocybin, man. Never had any problems uh, food poisoning from them. Just horrible experiences that resulted in near death. But yeah, I'd rather have that than awful food poisoning. That's not true. Oh man, I, one day when we have time, we'll have to get into those. I have some of the. <laughs> so said couple... food poisoning is worse than COVID. Yeah, I could have when I had COVID last or two months ago. I could have still done shows. The day that I think I had food poisoning, I messaged Josh and was like, "Dude, I can't do this show because yeah. I can't be on camera. It's it's bad. horrible." Like, yeah, I was I was doing a sales job, and it's like one Saturday a month. You had to come in real early, and it was an hour and a half drive uh, in traffic. I guess it wouldn't have been as much. It was a Saturday, but I I had to. I had to get up. I was, it was, I had to get up and go in and leave the house at 6 a.m. And it was, it was, it was like death. I thought I was going to go to the hospital, man. I sweat through a shirt, like just completely sweat through it and wanted, wanted to die. It was, it's brutal. COVID I just met, it, it was a day that I was switching hotels in Miami too. So like I woke up, like couldn't stop puking and then had to get in an uber for like 40 minutes and i'm just sitting in the back like praying like get me nothing to the happens hotel. for that 40 minutes yeah yeah covid was a bad cold for me yeah covid made me really tired but like i could have been on camera and not made people feel sick right yeah i did i just had to tell jordan like when i'm not talking get me off screen because i'm going to be coughing or sneezing or something yeah. but anyway toronto and chicago Let's do it. Toronto Raptors at, are on the road, second of a back-to-back. -back. Big win over the Sixers yesterday without Van Vliet, without OG. Four-and-a-half-point dogs, 225 total. So uh, we'll see what goes on with, with Van Vliet today. Again, they're playing a back-to-back. -back. We won't know this until later. You know we don't have Malachi Flynn. We don't have OG Ananobi. So we can start there, Adam. Uh, it's just it's tough to say much with without Van Vliet news right now. Again, I assume he was just resting on the second of a back-to-back. -back. Yeah, or that's first, my assumption sorry. as well. I think the injury designation was even like injury management or something. Um, but at the same time, I said it on the show with Josh yesterday. I was like, oh, this is, feels like the first time in a while we don't have any questionable Toronto guys. And then like an hour later, like Van Vliet's not playing. Um, but if we assume that he's back and that nobody else is resting, Van Vliet looks pretty good at 7,900. Siakam looks fine. Trent looks fine. Barnes is expensive as hell. Um, but it's kind of just a team where, for the most part, I think they're correctly priced. Van Vliet's probably the the easiest to get to. Um, but if everybody's in, they kind of just look like neutral plays pretty much. Tank says, no, you got to toss the pizza back in the oven. No, you need to get an air fryer. I'm telling fryer. you right I'm telling you right now, you, you want to preheat an oven for a couple slices of pizza? It, air fryer, turn that on. You don't have to wait for the heat up. Within two and a half minutes, you have a perfect slice of pizza. It, I'm telling you, Adam, you know, there's, it's just, if you want to actually reheat pizza, don't use an oven, too time consuming. Don't turn it to rubber with a microwave, throw it in an air fryer. Also, um, I don't know how you feel about this. Air fryers have ruined buffalo wings for me. Like, I don't enjoy wings from restaurants anymore. Like, even the, really? Even the restaurant that, like, huh. I prefer getting wings from. Now, if I order them, I'm just like, yeah, these are, they're they're whatever like get chicken wings from the store throw them in like cook them in the air fryer they're so much better than anything i get from like a restaurant really i mean i've done them like that before but maybe i have to try it again just to see where you're at it, yeah they've just like completely ruined restaurant wings even good ones yeah 
Wow. Okay. Spe By the way, your whole milk thing, I, I was watching. I, I was, you know, I had a long night on Saturday. Yesterday, I was watching my 600-pound life. Just, you know, you got to be careful not to eat during that. Sure. And she wakes up 15 eggs, 10 sausage links, right? And the eggs are just covered in, like, covered in maybe a pound of cheese. It was basically cheese with eggs. And then I thought of you immediately, not to say because of that, but because she had, um, like, you ever see those huge measuring cups that are like this big, right? Probably like a gallon. She had it filled to the brim with milk, filled to the brim. That's a lot of milk. Girl after your own heart. Yeah. Um, also, and I said this to Jordan, you didn't hear it, but when I was like younger, if I was just like outside playing basketball or whatever during the summer, come inside, glass of milk, better than water. Really? Yeah. And I have one friend that was the same way because my mom would make fun of me for it. Like I'd come back in just like sweating and everything be like pounding milk. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I still remember I had one friend that was just like, oh, no, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is funny. Last night I'm having a bowl. I only eat cereal at night if I'm going to eat, right? Not too late, but at night. And I'm having a bowl of cereal. And I was kind of dehydrated from the night before. And as I drank the milk from the bowl, I felt immediate satisfaction. Like immediately you poured yourself felt, a glass too. Like I thought, <laughs> yeah, I immediately thought, I wish I poured more milk into this. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And I thought about this the other day too. Why not, instead of pouring a glass of milk, just load up the bowl of cereal with a lot of milk? Yeah, but like pure milk still tastes better than cereal milk, I think. It depends if I'm eating cereal or not. Like I wouldn't, I remember Shark Tank had an invention. It was like cereal milk, you know, cereal flavored milk. To me, that's highly unappealing. But when I'm eating the cereal and you already have it going, I'd rather have the cereal milk. Yeah. I, I, it, it's weird. Like it doesn't make, it, it kind of makes me like more thirsty. Cereal milk as opposed to like just. Gotcha. Yeah, that's milk. why you have another glass of milk to quench your thirst. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, David Porter said milk is pretty gross if you think about it. Yeah, it's disgusting. In what sense? Like the idea of where it comes from and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, you're. Yeah, it doesn't bother me gross. even a little bit. What'd you say? doesn't bother me even a little bit. I mean, it obviously doesn't bother me either, but like when you stop and think about it, it's kind of gross. Yeah, sure. So are eggs though. Yeah. Right. Like you see some people where they open, they crack an egg and there's still a, like a, a fetus in there. Yeah. Almond milk also makes me more thirsty. I, I don't like almond milk. My wife drinks that. I'm not about it. Give me, give me the real stuff. All right. Do you want to hit on anything else with Toronto before we get to the other side of this one with the bulls? Um, no. All right. Talk to me about uh, Chicago here, laying four and a half at home. Pretty decent pricing. You just keep seeing the, the salaries come down on DeRozan, Vooch, Levine. Um, they had been at a point recently where it was kind of just like, yeah, they are pretty much neutrally priced. They're all really good, so they have high ceilings. Now you're getting just cheaper pricing, 8700 for DeRozan, 7800 for Vooch. Uh, 7600 for Levine. I think all three of those guys look pretty good. Um, again, not a situation where like I necessarily think that I'm jamming one of them in particular, but I think I'd just get to a good amount of all three. Um, Caruso at 4100 looks like a pretty decent value as well. Thanks for the super chat, El Negro Loco. Adam's stomach is a bottomless pit confirmed. <laughs> hey, you gotta hey, listen, iron stomach will get you places for sure. Yeah. 
Somebody said Adam is an axe murderer for sure. I mean, my fallback if uh, DFS doesn't work out has always just been serial axe killing. murdering, C serial killing. Yeah, yeah, serial C E R E A L killing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go with my Washington and Houston. All right, this is kind of fun. You got a two thirty four total, two thirty four and a half total. <clears throat> we do expect Kuzma to play today, so just keep an eye on that. I think he's listed questionable, but Rui's sub 4K again. One, say it third time. Kind of speaks to the lack of overall value here. Porzingis is his 7700 coming off of a game where he played 26 minutes, 29 the game before though, which is at least somewhat interesting, right? We talked about what we thought we could get to in that one, um, five thousand each. But what are we giving him now? 20, 27, 28. 28, I think. Okay. It's still 28 for that price point still seems, I don't know, okay at best. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of difficult because he's really, really productive. He's averaging like 1.4 DraftKings points per minute, 7,700 in a good matchup. The issue is just, you know, you can only score so many fantasy points if you're not going to be allowed to play more than like 27 or 28 minutes. So um, I, I do like Porzingis. I, I like the matchup and all of that, um, but you know, minutes limit is as far as we know, still there and a bit of a problem um, it, on like, I guess a positive note, we did see him play a back-to-back -back for the first time. Um, so maybe they start to ramp up his playing time in non back-to-backs a little bit more. Um, but as is, you know, I think he looks, he looks fine. I think Kuzma looks fine at AK as well. Okay. Caleb's comment, not the last one, but the one before that, trying to once again get us into a wormhole. We got work to do today, man. Did you see the comment about the the maggots and the pizza? Huh? What? Um, friend uh, Lance Simpson said, friend of mine bit into a maggot from leaving a pizza out for three days. Well, that's gross. I mean, three days seems intense. Yeah, but that's one of those like, I might just never leave pizza out again. <laughs> well, again, do you have an air fryer? Yeah. You don't need to leave it out. It turns to delicious pizza anyway. Right, right. It reverts to its natural form without maggots. Yeah. Hell, that's I might just, eat some. Like, I, I read that comment and just, like, almost instantly got sick. Are you someone that can take just, like, an anecdotal, you know, one single story and be like, well, I'm not doing it again? Yeah. It, it, in a case like that, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because that's just like a huge, like, fear or not not fear, but like, that's one of like the most disgusting things I could think of. Certainly, yeah. I had cockroaches in my milk a few weeks ago. Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I mean one of the first times when I when I moved here, I got like uh, vegetables. For, I got like peppers for cooking with from uh, like Whole Foods, and I cut in, and there was like a worm in it, and. <laughs> Like I immediately, I just like, couldn't even like eat fresh peppers anymore. It was just like, I, I do know what you me mean. Out so yeah. bad. And if, if, if you do get over it, it takes a while yeah. for sure. Anything else for Washington here? Uh, I want to talk about Houston too, and then we'll close it out with the last game. Um, I think Kuzma and Porzingis are the top two guys. Uh, you know, if you use some Rui, some Avdia, some KCP, those guys are all fine. But uh, I think the priorities are Kuzma and Porzingis. Okay. Houston, Jay Sean Tate. We're still waiting on, on Eric Gordon here. It shouldn't really make a huge difference at this rate, but 
Tate's 4,400 providing a little bit of value there outside of him. Everyone's just in that kind of weird mid range territory that makes them pretty tough to get to even in a high scoring game against Washington. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a correctly priced team. I think, you know, Kevin Porter jr. Green Wood, they all look fine, but like, I think I would get to Joe Val before I get to Christian Wood. I think they're similar plays though, where like you're, 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 either overpaying a little bit or, or paying the correct price, at least. Um, it is a good matchup, certainly a very, very high ceiling, but they're not they're not underpriced, and that goes for the rest of the team as well. Real Jay Sean deal. Tate at 4,400, I think, is a decent value. Yeah, I think that's the one, right? And it could change throughout the day. Real Deal Prime with that comment, uh, I read that, and you know how sometimes you read ahead a little bit? I did not think it was going to say veggies. I 100... Wait, what? If you go up to Real Deal Prime's comment, it says I never wash my veggies, but I was reading it and I just saw the V without the veggies. And I, <laughs> dude, we're, we're talking about food here, pal, or ma'am. And I, I really, you know how you read ahead a little bit yeah. and you see, and you just assume it's going to be something. I don't watch the, I don't watch vegetables either. Neither do I. No. Come on. Who cares? Well, iron love. stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I've always, I've always been, I've, I've always termed myself somebody with an iron stomach as well, but yeah. until you aren't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really worry about it. No. Minnesota going up against Dallas, Dallas, good defensive team, kind of, uh, kind of dragging a little bit lately, but it appears as though right now, everyone from Minnesota of note, other than McDaniels, who we know is out, is going to be active today. Like, I, I don't have any reason to believe that Towns, who's been questionable and been playing through it, uh, isn't going to be on the floor. So it just yeah. kind of makes this another one of those teams where you say, all right, yeah, Russell and Edwards, they're not egregiously priced, but it's tough to get to them against this Mavs team. Yeah, like forearm contusion doesn't seem like the kind of thing that keeps... Very out. odd, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, assuming that that he is good to go... It's not a particularly appealing team just because they're all correctly priced and they're not missing anybody. Uh, this is a team that has kind of just been missing a guy here or there for like a lot of the season. Um, so if everybody's in, it's just, you know, yeah, Edwards, Russell, Towns, they all can obviously have good games, um, but they're not standing out as priorities. Like 10,400 for Towns, I think is fine. But then it's just like, oh, I can get the rant for 10,700 instead. Exactly. Or say, you know, or save money and go to Jason Tatum for 500 less. On the other side, you have Dallas, Luca, and, and as we talked about earlier in the show, there are some high-priced guys, but I don't know how I don't know if any of them are, are just like insane priorities given how much good, you know, eight and nine K talent we have today. But obviously Luca against Minnesota would potentially fall into a spot where you say, okay, Luca at home against the Timberwolves, uh, should be a competitive game here, four and a half point spread is a really, really good play, as always. Not much needs to be said about that. Yeah. Um, I do think of the payoff options, Luca looks the best to me at 12K. Uh, just a, you know, should be a high-scoring game, good spot. Um, he obviously is really, really good and, you know, has been producing at a, a really high level for a while. So I think Luca looks great. Um, beyond that, though, I don't really see much of anything from Dallas, assuming that, you know, we're getting Bullock actually playing and, all, and you know, Dinwiddie and all that. Wow. 
Look what, what time it is, man. Yeah, even with uh, milk and maggot stories. Yep, Caleb McClain. I mean, the guy, it worked, but it was inadvertent, right? We didn't even buy into his. It, we, just, we just somehow ended up on, on milk and food poisoning and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, just all great topics. Fun stuff, though. I still got to clip that, that, that conversation we had on Friday because that was a lot of fun. And people seem to enjoy that. Got to throw that up on Twitter. I'm sorry uh, about how you lost your virginity kickstart. Say this again. I said, I'm sorry about how kickstart lost his virginity. How did he lose his virginity? You can just find the comment. Just say it. Unwashed vag is reminding me of my virginity. Oh. <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you made a mistake, pal. <laughs> All right, Jorge, for, ugh, for for DraftKings captain, the fact that he remembers that, like what if he's 40 and he's still just hearkening back to the days of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, do you think it's like, do you think it's like the maggot and the pizza where you just never go back to pizza again? That's that's also, it's just like, yep, that was the first and last time. <laughs> Jorge, for DraftKings captain, Minnesota versus Dallas. Uh, who would be your top two players for? Oh, okay. He's talking about showdown. Yeah. Who would be your top um, two? Towns or Doncic without looking at anything. Yeah. I mean, the caveat here is I have no idea because um, outside of the playoffs, I don't play showdown and I certainly haven't looked at it today. But um, Luca and Towns would be where you're yeah. trying to start. Um, let me see if I can quickly find, find the pricing. Um, yeah, I mean, Luca at 13K looks the best, I think. Um, if you need savings, 5,200 Beverly is decent. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for hanging out as always. Remember to check out our, be our best bets, our best Discord bet, best, our best bets Discord channel. My God. Uh, where you've got Adam, or uh, we should just go. Alex and Alex Osmo himself and Ben Rasa and Steve Buzzard, the Colts, all of those guys giving you the best bets, the highest ROI bets of the day, every single day. You still got March Madness. You still got so many other sports going on. Baseball coming up. Check that out. Uh, Awesomeo.com slash join if you want to get in on that as well. And of course, follow Adam at Ship My Money DFS, me at Lafay underscore D. And thank you, as always, to our boy Jordan Klein for producing the show. We'll be back with you later. Bunch of NBA content and the NHL strategy show too coming up next. Peace.